Greetings and welcome to Unframed, conversations about art with host Alejandro. You are listening to CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon or streaming live around the world on cfcr.ca. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram or listen to our old episodes on iTunes on Frame Radio. We are also in the FM Fasis campaign. We just started the campaign and we have a lot of prizes. We encourage all our listeners to donate for great awards. CFCR is a community radio in Saskatoon and it's been live since 1991. So it means that it's, it's celebrating big and we have prizes and awards for $10 or more if you donate it. You receive a limited edition of Community Radio Magnet for $25. You receive an entry to the grand prize draw and choose a CD or gift certificate from our prize list. For $75 or more, you'll be entered in the grand prize draws one and two. You will earn a limited edition of the FM Fasis t-shirt and more prizes from the fabulous prize list. With $150, you receive a, an entry to grand prize one and two and number three, and also the t-shirt, CD, and a gift certificate. And if you are a 250 donator, you will be entered to all four grand prizes draws in addition to all the items in all the levels. And the grand prizes are, for the draw number one, is a Scape Sport Fist Guard bike, value of $700. The second grand prize draw is, is donated by Dog and Spoke and Sport, $800 shopping spree, that sounds good. And grand prize three, not that the bike is not exciting, but the grand prize three is from St. John's Music. It's a Fender Precision Bass, Nate Mendel signature model from the Foo Fighters in candy apple red with Fender Rumble 15 amp and a Fender price pack 1,100 value. Or a Caboose Catering Canapé or the Ver party for 25 people for a value of $1,000. And the grand prize draw is a WestJet flight for two anywhere they fly, or an original painting by Hugo Alvarado. Of course, if you're an, an artist lover, you will choose the, the art instead of the trip. So you can choose between one or the other. The Early Bird Prize Award is pledges over 25, paid before October 28 at 5 p.m. to be entered in the early draw. And the early price is a set of luggage from the old shop. $1,000 value. So there's a lot of good things. You can also become a member of CFCR and support the community radio. Our guest for tonight is Laura Hale. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. Hello. Wow, those prizes sound amazing. And I did see some in the shop down there, some of the donated prizes, and there's tons. And uh, the t-shirts, I saw the glasses. The glasses were really fashionable. I wouldn't mind those. And the t-shirts were cool, eh? Yeah, lots of cool t-shirts. and They have it's... a nice shape to it. It's not those flat, cheap ones that you buy in the dollar store. These are really <laughs> nice, and the design is by an artist. I don't have the, n the name now, but... Yeah, but good quality stuff for sure, and diverse. How much is a membership, anyways? $25. For a year? Yes which is very affordable. But if you're a student, it's only $10. Right. So what can you tell us about you, Laura? About me? Wow. Well, I've recently moved to Saskatoon. I'm, uh, I was a Regina person for years and years. I, uh, I'm from Saskatchewan, but um, I went to university in Regina, and then I ended up staying there, coming and going. But uh, now I'm trying to make Saskatoon my home. I've been here about a year. Why I was in Regina from high school, I went to uh, the U of R to play volleyball. So I play. I was a non-artist my whole life <laughs> until probably 30. I was 30 years old or so. 
So grew up playing tons and tons of sports, had no access uh, or awareness about the art world. And I do remember, you know, getting a good grade in um, a class where I had to draw a blanket hanging over top of like, like a... a white over white? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was all about shading. And uh, I surprised myself. I'm not a drawer now at all. And it's uh, a struggle for, for me, but, but if I practice, I'm not bad. But... Yeah, I played volleyball until early 20s, probably. I was on the junior national team I played in the summer, so I, I never had to have a, a summer day job. Uh, and then when uh, sports kind of ended, I have a degree in recreation. It was uh, recreation and sport administration, it was called back then. It's kind of kinesiology now. And I uh, decided I didn't want to be, you know, a rec director in a small town or a jock or a coach all my life. So... Started working in the restaurant business, made some cash, and then went traveling, which uh, kind of opened my eyes to a lot in the world. And But I do think playing on a team and playing with other people from diverse backgrounds and seeing the world through sports really gave me an awareness of there's bigger things in life, especially coming from a small little town of 3,000 people in, in northern Saskatchewan. So, What are the things that you learned playing volleyball that you feel that you can apply to art or, or have been useful in your artist's career? Well, with my art, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I, I collaborate a lot with people. So being on a team sport versus an individual sport, I learned how to relate and be flexible and uh, cooperate, even if I you know, necessarily didn't like the, the person. But you know, on a team, you have kind of a, a goal. You want to win the game. So, like <laughs> so what? So, what position did you play? Were you power? Yeah, I was power. I can tell you were power. <laughs> Hit that ball hard. Yeah. So, yeah, it was great. Like just discipline. I, you know, take on. I'm not. I think I'm not afraid to take on big challenges. Uh, I like the diversity of the type type of art that I do. Um, I guess yeah. The standard in my work too, I guess, is also from sports, is that kind of elite kind of personal wanting a certain level for my own my own life and my own practice. And you've been fortunate and a hard worker that have got you several important residences in this province. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them was that recent uh, at the ledge. Uh, the ledge building is the legislature building in Regina. But also you did the the Dukes Canada Canada Games. Well, Canada Games. so so I guess my kind of journey. I played sports, decided okay, I don't want to do that in my life. Went traveling, explored a bit, came back to Saskatchewan. I'm like, what am I gonna do? I don't. And I think I I just spent some time thinking that I wanted to do something creative and something physical. Uh, something that was changing all the time and I was like well I think I want to do art <laughs> and uh, I remember talking with my family because just trying to figure out finances and stuff and my dad's like what kind of job are you gonna get as an artist like, so then I decided okay well I'll go to school uh, and I did some carpentry so I had my kind of just level one carpentry <laughs> sort of thing uh, before that I was a tree planter And so, um, actually, I was funded to go th through a great program through SIAST. It was Women in the Trades, so funded for the, my first level of carpentry. And, and uh, loved working on tools. Uh, it was very empowering for a woman to, you know, learn how to use a skill saw and table saw. And, and drill. <laughs> and drills. 
And uh, but I know I didn't. I was like, oh, I didn't really have a exposure to the creative side of carpentry. It was more decks and fences and things. So I ended up going back to the U of R again, Regina again, and uh, I registered in all studio classes. So it was all hands on, which I really enjoy. So. Some drawing, some painting. Like I said, it's not my strength, but uh, uh, ceramics, sculpture, and did really well. Like just fit in, and and I was a you know was thirty early thirties or late twenties or yeah late twenties because then I thought well I should take some other thing just in case I you know I'm not sure how I'm going to make a living in art so I did some uh, technical theater classes so prop making and set design and costume design so so I was there at Uvar and then. Um, only spent one year there, didn't finish my undergrad in art. I uh, ended up leaving because the Globe Theatre in, in Regina, were, they were looking for a props person. Props, uh, properties, I guess I'm calling it, uh, I think it's common, props. Mm -hmm. So anything that moves on and off the stage is a prop. So uh, I showed up for the interview there and it was actually an apprentice position. So I left school and started working in a creative field in theatre and I ended up apprenticing for a year and then spent five years as head of props at the Globe Theatre in Regina. So I think that's kind of my training in hands-on technical theatre because there's a woodworking shop, a welding shop, uh, the wardrobe shop, and I did all the upholstery, industrial sewing machines. Uh, I can carve styrofoam like no one. It's not my <laughs> favourite, but uh, really great learning from different designers. We had six shows a year, different designers would come in with all different skills and again, very collaborative team environment in the theater. So spent about five years there and I and I would be laid off in the summer for three months, which I didn't mind because I uh, just started to kind of think about my my own work and what, it, what I wanted to do. So my first venture was a thing called, I called them slip dresses. So I collected um, because as a prop maker and a prop buyer you shop at secondhand stores a lot so I bought uh, hundreds of vintage slips and I dyed them in different patterns and colors and spent the summers selling those and they were very successful and then I'd have a, a day job uh, well I can't you can't really say theater's a day job because it's not just nine to five so after about five or six years of the theater I just was getting restless and I knew I wanted to do more of my own thing and uh, then this artist in residence opportunity came up with the Jeux de Canada Games in Regina in 2005, I believe it was, and it was really interesting. So I applied and it really brought my sports background together with my art career. And uh, so I was hired as the artist in residence and that was a 10 month residency and um, saw during the Canada Games just a lot of people that were that I knew from my sporting days that were still in the sports world and they were seeing me as an artist and it was really hard for them but interesting and and but it was a great residency because people could relate to me right away because sometimes people are like artists or art don't ask me to do art I can't do art but because I was a sporty person it was like we had a connection right away so I did there it was 10 months really intense uh, uh, Part of the, this was a Saskatchewan Arts Board residency, so part of, you know, the mandate with those residencies is to engage the community and, and it's like, how do you define the community? So who is the community of this Canada Games sporting event? And for people that don't know, the Canada Games is um, a nationwide sporting event for 
Uh, depends on the sport, but probably 20 years old or younger around there, or early 20s. So, but high-level uh, elite athletes all coming to one center, and there's a there's a winter games and a summer games. So I was working during uh, the summer games, and so the community really was everyone in Regina, everyone in the province, everyone that was coming in from all over Canada. <laughs> so it was a intimidating so, so you have the community different dif different levels of community and different levels of commitment of each one of those communities you have the sports people that were there yeah and you needed to sort of come across ideas or projects for them to engage yeah. then you have the visitors or guests yeah. that came to see them but again find this opportunity to sort of do art yeah. and then you have the artists that will come to see you and wanted yeah. to do and art and also the staff the of, staff of the Canada games too that was another so what did I do I just started out with the staff and I think there was probably up to 40 people and they're all there some of them aren't from Saskatchewan they come in and just work on the Canada game some of them are on secondment which I learned that, that was a new word for me that they get a leave from their day-to-day -day job and they can come and work for this special event in a place so they were on secondment so uh, we did uh, photo transfers so so I would take a photo of, of you and then we'd learn how to transfer it onto canvas and peel the paper away and then we'd spend time painting ourselves and then we had a big display in the staff cafeteria room and um, what else did I do there? Oh, with the community as a larger group, we did uh, large-scale mobiles of the Canada Games logo out of uh, different colors of coreplast because the Canada Games also had a full sign shop so I had access to the sign shop which was great. They also had a carpentry shop, um, lots of support. And then, so my big project there was, I, I and I've never done this before, I am from Tisdale, but I'm not a farmer, but um, I decided I wanted to do, I call it crop art. So uh, two 20-acre installations in the fields on either side of Regina Airport. So for me, that was the way I thought it was a first welcome for everybody that's coming in to the city to participate or watch or work for the Canada game. So, so the they said yes, which um, I, like I said, I like to how take did, on. How, how did you approach the <laughs> farmers and how did they? What was the process of making that happen? Right. So once I got the okay to do this, I was like, okay, so where would I do this? Like, how close to the airport do you need to be to see this when you look out the window? So I think my first call was to the Regina Airport Authority and met with them and I found out really there's only two paths at that time. I don't know if it's changed in and out of the Regina Airport. So that was easy. There wasn't a whole bunch of different directions. So you're either coming in or leaving in the same same path. And then I went to the RM, the Rural Municipality Office. Um, that's kind of all the rural farmland around Regina and they have a map and it shows which uh, person uh, owns which land and then uh, then I hired a, a pilot that just a little two-seater Cessna plane and um, we went up and looked around the airport what does 20 acres look like what does 40 acres look like and trying to get an idea of how big these things have to be to actually make a difference so we were doing figure eights over top of the airport 
back and forth and round and round and I found out that I, I get air sickness so I didn't realize <laughs> that I did but I realized like I don't have any any breakfast before you go up and uh, so determined that 20 acres would probably be sufficient within a certain radius of the airport and then I just got on the phone and I started phoning these farmers and uh, and I find with this residency and other ones and working at the Globe Theatre, uh, if you're associated with a recognizable name like the Canada Games or the Globe Theatre or whichever, that people will stop and listen to you a little bit longer than just saying, hi, it's Laura Hale, I'm an artist. It's like, hi, it's Laura uh, Hale, I'm with the Canada Games that's happening and it's a big celebration in mm -hmm. Regina. So. So ended up um, securing two 20-acre fields on either side of the airport. One was a lentil field and the other one was a wheat field. And I just talked to the farmer and I said, what, what would be the cost if you had a really successful crop that year and I want to pay you fairly because you're giving me 20 acres to do whatever I want in? And, and then the deal with the Canada Games organization, um, was on one side of the airport I could I needed to do the Canada Games logo and then on the other side I could do whatever I wanted but it had to have some sort of sporty theme feel yeah mm -hmm. so yeah and then I um, hired a GPS company to work with me and I just gave them the image so I drew, I drew it out and the other one was the logo and learnt I through the whole process I le learned a lot but this was, they have a mobile GPS unit, so they just plug everything in in the computer and then we go out on quads and they have this unit that tells them with a voice, a female voice, stop and pound the stake here. And so we had probably 500 stakes pounded into <laughs> the field outlining the image. And so, you know, it was intimidating because I couldn't make a mistake. So the wheat was growing already, it was still green. Um, I would say this is probably like early summer when this was happening. And uh, then the farmer, the one farmer, he let me drive his tractor. He's like, have you ever done this before? And I was like, well, not a whole bunch, kind of. And he goes, well, just get on there and I'll teach you. You just go around my <laughs> my yard and practice around those trees. And then and then there you go. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I had a couple of helpers, but basically it was me on the on the tractor. So the one image, the County Games logo, I took the, the wheat away from around the image. So the image was growing in the wheat. And then the other side, which was the lentils, I kind of did the traditional crop circle art where I removed the crop from the, from the image. So it was that one was side was a negative kind of image and the other one was positive. Cool. Yeah, and uh, then I felt bad because then the community of Regina, the people in Regina, I was like, well, they don't get to see it because they're not flying in and out or anybody or people in Saskatchewan that are coming into the city for Canada Games. So, so I had an opening celebration uh, for this event and we, uh, at the Flying Club just beside the airport in Regina, we had a barbecue and for a $25 you'd get a burger and a beer and a flight up on uh, up into the air to see these two crop art images and uh, Yeah, it was a super special event and the whole I had a lot of uh, people that I knew from my background in sports come to the opening and partake and and from that your career just flew and yeah. then you start doing public art and a lot of residencies and a lot of yeah. public uh, and community engagement in your in your work Yeah, like I I didn't even really know that that was even an art 
avenue, art form, to be a community-engaged artist. And at that time, I don't know how popular it was here or um, there. I went, to, I think I came here to Saskatoon. I was the artist-in-residence with Miwasan for the cultural capitals. 2006. Yes, yeah. So there was quite a few of us. And you were one too, weren't yes. you, Alejandro? I was too. <laughs> that reveals my age. <laughs> so, uh, again, my work I, is really inspired by nature. I love to collaborate with nature. I like to be physical. I like to be outside if I can. Um, and I like to work with people that are non-artists and kind of trust that they will teach me what I need to know and we'll work together and uh, create something together. So... With me, Wasson, they were in the process of uh, river landing phase one, the water play park, and there was an opportunity to do some work uh, there, which was great because I was part of sort of the process of planning, like where could art go versus it being finished, and then they just show me a spot and say, okay, make art that can fit in there. So, so we decided that... Uh, so tile mosaics embedded into concrete would be an option and so i worked with grade fours and fives all over saskatoon in the classroom and uh, we did fish themed tile mosaics that are all embedded into the water play park so there's hundreds of them and what i like is that the kids can come down to the water play park for years and try to find their fish or show their parents or show their kids or I also did some tree grates with high school's uh, senior art classes, so we designed tree grate designs together, and I learned a lot about tree grates, and then it has to, you know, they have to have a certain amount of space in them so air and water can get through, but they can't be too big of gaps so people get injured if they walk over them or if a bicycle goes over top of them. And uh, I did some bike racks, and oh, and then I, I organized a winter festival down on the, on the, pathway right along the river so we called it winter white it, there was two years of that festival that was exciting i remember seeing it where artists came and carved snow yeah <laughs> well for you too yeah like yeah. we're used to making snowmen or snow forts or things like that but artists would get an eight foot by eight foot by eight foot blo block of snow and then we'd have a theme and they'd have a certain amount of time to finish it and and it was there until it lasted it all depended on the weather and so I got to do some of my own work. I was I was the organizer of that. I didn't do a snow carving, but I did some ice embedments. So again, nature-based. It was um, using industrial cookie sheets, very thin, but in freezing things into ice and then installing them along the river. So I'm not a traditional carver at all, but I'm more of a collaborator with objects. And those just last until they last, and only two got broken out of about 15 or so. I was so, happy. <laughs> so what is new for you? What is in the agenda? What is uh, Laura Hale plans, planning and projects on the go for the next upcoming years? Years? Well, let's, <laughs> let's, say, let's, let's say couple of weeks, couple of months. Well, um, so along with my personal art practice, I guess I do a lot of... Um, arts related event planning with I often work with different companies uh, man, event managers so for I think this is my third year as the artistic director of the Saskatchewan Arts Award Pre previously it was called the Lieutenant Governor Arts Awards so so I often build the centerpieces for that that are art pieces that people win and take home 
uh, hire the talent, look after all the contracts. But that, I think, is for my theatre background also. But that pays the bills. Um, I recently just did a little project with the City of Saskatoon as the Culture Days coordinator. So a lot of, again, working with artists, but also a lot of project planning and uh, keeping people on track and, and developing programming. And then uh, I have a little, we, the Open Door Society and myself, have a small grant to look into the potential of an artist residency there. So just starting to think um, what we can do with the amount of money we have and um, the, what the focus should be. Part of the, the goal when we applied for this was to try to develop a way to for the people of Saskatoon to gain a better understanding um, and break down some assumptions and misconceptions about newcomers. So, so yeah, I feel it would be using art uh, to to create those uh, dialogues and and communicate uh, the difference and the similarities in a in a very non-invasive yeah. way. And for me, I've learned a lot over my time doing different residencies, and and it's creating an environment, a situation where people can come together and and talk while you're doing some sort of art thing it doesn't even for me it's not really about the end product it's about creating that environment where people that may not ever talk or meet they come together for this project and things are learned about each other through the process of sharing and making together so that's kind of my community based ideology is is uh I think right now I'm calling myself, it's kind of a new term that I've been looking at as a place-based artist. Because I have spent the last 10 years probably moving around every year or two, I respond to the place I'm in and the people that are there, the history there, the materials I can find there. I'm not a person that's a traditional like painter and I go in and I teach painting classes twice a week at the community center. I try to figure out what the community is about, who's interested, uh, what some of the challenges are there, um, and and respond to that. So that's true community engagement and difference than people reacting to the work that you do as an artist. You, yeah. There's a combination of both in, in the project that you do. And uh, it's, in, it's important to just, uh, um, just notice the difference between what really is community engagement and you, your work uh, in your residences has been mostly community engagement based and I think that's important for artists to understand because a lot of grants uh, or residences require that element and that component and more so these years yeah. and in the future that's that's what is happening and that's why I just wanted to just have you sharing your experience because you've been doing this for several yeah. years yeah. now and uh, and there's not an understanding of what community engagement is. Yeah, and I think uh, there's a variety of different residencies all over the all over the world, and expectations are different. Like some residencies, Absolutely. you just get your no community engagement expectation, which is it's all your work. Yeah, like and you those are wonderful <laughs> too. I know, <laughs> but for me, more to, competitive too. Very competitive, and often you have to pay to go. Yeah. like I've made a living and survived over like I was. A, I left the Globe Theater in 2005, so I've been a freelancer 
artist for 11 years. Yeah, 11 years. And I do, a, I think, a variety of different things. It does uh, often take away from my personal practice, but I'm learning that also my personal practice is community engagement. Absolutely. And and some of the, the practices are also um, create opportunities through art for people. And that's as valid as create yeah. your own art. And I wouldn't have been able to do all the amazing uh, projects and opportunities that I've had to do, like like the crop art and, and the Saskatchewan Legislative Building. So in 2012, the, the Legislative Building turned 100, and so they uh, applied for residency, and they and they hosted me. I had a studio in the Legislative Building for a year, which is really Sweet. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like that would not happen. And I, had, I got to do an installation in the Rotunda, which is, um, if people have been to the Legislative Building, it's... Directly up the stairs, there's a large uh, open well in the middle, and it's surrounded by balconies, and it's really only for the premier um, speaking to the press, and it's very hard to any get anything else happening there, but I was lucky enough to do a, an installation using 5,000 meters of embroidery thread, all intertwined from the balconies down into the well, and... Um, People thought it was laser beams because very, very thin yellow and red embroidery thread, and and it was only supposed to be up for a few weeks, but they liked it so much that they asked if they could have it up longer. And uh, so, yeah, like that kind of opportunity, me knocking on the door and just asking, "Can I do a installation here in the rotunda?" The legislature really wouldn't happen. So yeah, that's great. And yeah. with that, uh, I need to promote the F emphasis campaign we want people to donate and support the community radio we are on cfcr 90.5 fm and you can donate there's different amounts of money that you can donate and you can qualify for different awards and prices there's prices for 10 dollar donation 25 75 150 250 and you can also see uh, the information on cfcr.ca and fmphasis campaign fmphasis.ca oh that's like a read yes and just checking the website and donate today are happy to have you here thank you laura for all your insights and amazing stories of of how do you have turned an artist and work on community engagement and bring communities together for these amazing projects thanks for having me you are listening to cfcr 90.5 fm in saskatoon or streaming live around the word on cfcr.ca this is your host alejandro and this is on frame you can listen to our past episode on itunes or you can also follow us on twitter instagram or facebook have a great evening